Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and blessings and welcome to another installment of the Gist for Freedom of Faith. This show is produced by acclaimed historian, educator, and author Leslie Gist and serves as our weekly live online discussion to celebrate the African-American experience by honoring all the people, past and present, black and white, who with faith and focus are preserving our rich history through literature, the arts, the skilled trades, and the humanities. We thank you for joining us tonight, and we'd love you to be a part of tonight's discussion by calling in with your comments or questions to 347-324-5552. We're so pleased to have Ms. Deborah Ann Bird on the line, the founder of the Harlem Shakespeare Festival. Uh, Ms. Bird, can you first, I want to start with your beginning and acting, and how you decided to choose that as a career. Uh, well, um, I was at church, and um, they were doing their um, a new program for Black History Month, and they asked me if I would fill in for someone who had dropped out, and they needed someone to play uh, Harriet Tugman. Um, I, I said no at first, but then after um, a little persuading, I decided that I would help out and... and and play this uh, Harriet Tuckman role, and I did so. Um, and then the next year they asked if I would play again, um, and I played again. And one of the ministers there said that she thought that um, I should look at um, acting more seriously. Um, so I uh, was resistant to it at first because I was on my way to becoming a, a, a minister, a reverend. And, um, but then an evangelist had a class. Uh, an acting class in Harlem, and I decided to um, take her class. And, and it, it just so happens that um, um, after taking the class, she cast me in the lead role in her play. Um, and after talking to my pastor extensively, he thought that I should move on with my career in theater and, and let that, let that, just let that happen. And so that's how I got started um, acting. And what was it about acting that got you hooked? Um, I think it was my ability to um, change up and become uh, all of these other people that I didn't know I had the ability to do. One moment I'm this uh, little young girl from from Spanish Harlem, a uh, little black Puerto Rican girl, and the next minute I am a 60-year-old woman from from the South. And, and, it, and it felt uh, really real to the people who I was... Uh, performing for. So um, I think just being um, involved in the acting and I I was having a good time. Um, I was exploring, I was finding out new things about myself, about um, the people around me. um, And and it was was a great time. Mm. Who were your uh, earlier inspirations? Um, When I first started, I didn't necessarily have any um, anybody that I thought was, uh, you know, wasn't even really in that career mode or really even thinking about it in general. But I'd have to say that if I did think about people who um, who uh, inspired me, for some reason I really liked um, James Earl Jones and his voice. And uh, I was I was drawn to voices like uh, Patrick Stewart, um, like that. And um, those those. Those two stick out for me the most. Okay. Um, I want to introduce Antonia, who is my guest co-host. Are you here? 
I'm well, thank you, Miss Antonia. Um, if you have any questions at any time, Antonia, please feel free to, to get into the conversation. Um, I want you to talk, uh, Ms. Bird, about the Harlem Shakespeare Festival and how that started. What, what, what the concepts? How did that grow? Sure. Um, uh, <clears throat> I, I have a company called uh, Take Wing and Soar Productions, and that company was formed to give um, classically trained actors of color center stage opportunities in the classics, including Shakespeare and um, Moliere, Greek tragedy, Oscar Wilde, and, and all of the uh, traditional classics. Uh, I started the company because uh, coming out of college, I was um, being pushed towards or, or pushed away from um, working to have a career in the classics by the people who, um, you know, who are traditionally run it. Like I had a bona fide agent who said that, Perhaps with my facility for language, I should try my hand at August Wilson because trying to have a career in the classics as, as, a, as a woman of color was going to be an issue. Um, and since I went to college um, specifically to learn Shakespeare, um, I didn't think that that was right or fair or, um, or, or that the world was right. And so I thought that if I started a company where um, artists like myself um, who are classically trained, meaning they went to college to get a Bachelor of Fine Arts or a Master of Fine Arts, and, and they're trained the way that they're trained in, in the classics and heightened voice and, and heightened language, rather, and voice and speech technique. I thought that um, we all needed some place to be and to go to hone our craft, um, to practice and, and become better and better at it. Um, so I started Take Wing and Soar Productions. And this is our 12th season. Uh, two years ago, I decided that what we should do is change our model a bit because it was becoming taxing with our small team to produce shows and um, answer all of the um, all of the administrative things that you have to answer when you're a 501c3 not-for-profit, all of that paperwork involved, all the grant writing and reporting, all of it was coming together at the same time and clashing a bit. And we were uh, finding ourselves being very tired. So I thought that if we, we started a festival, um, if we took um, like maybe four or five four or five months and did the festival, which is all the um, all the creative stuff together, and then took a break and and, and then January to June took um, on all the administrative things. Then perhaps uh, then perhaps we could have a better balance. And so I thought about um, our audiences and and how they really like um, they really liked our Shakespeare. Um, and and then having experiences and going to Shakespeare um, festivals, I thought that um, Harlem Harlem could use the Shakespeare Festival, um, and and our company would be right for it because we were producing the classics for um, you know that 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 ten year span. And so I said, well, let's start the Harlem Shakespeare Festival. Um, and I reached out to Volza Rivers and asked if he would partner with us to make make that happen. And he said. I would love to partner with you to make it happen. And so last year, um, uh, he and I and, and uh, a partner we brought on from the east side launched the Harlem Shakespeare Festival, and it was extraordinary, and um, the community responded, absolutely. Wonderful, wonderful. Congratulations, honey. Um, you definitely have a very strong run. 
Well, what what I've found in my um, in my research and my studies is that um, actors of color have been performing Shakespeare for a very long time. And, and a matter of fact, um, the first black theater company in America in New, was in New York City uh, back in 1821, um, and it was formed uh, by uh, Mr. Brown who um, was an, a young entrepreneur who loved, uh, who loved theater and performing, and he pulled together some, some, uh, some young folk from um, back when we lived down near Astor Place and Wall Street, and he pulled some folks together to, um, to share, uh, share the classics, specifically Shakespeare. Um, they did Richard III, and then they went on to, unfortunately, they were closed down by the white establishment who didn't think that black people should do um, that kind of work. Uh, they went on and created other work um, for people of color. And, and then um, out of them came Ira Aldridge, who was a very famous uh, Shakespearean, who um, uh, ended up going to Europe and becoming very famous there. Um, and then the list goes on and on. We have a rich tradition and history in um, Shakespeare. Uh, uh, we just did a show called Shakespeare in Sable where we talked about um, that history, not just um, Ira Aldridge, but someone like uh, uh, Henrietta Vincent Davis, born in 1860 uh, and performed Shakespeare um, throughout most of the rest of her life. And, of course, we all know um, uh, Paul Robeson, and those three were the, um, the highlights of our last show um, in, 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 in us showing our, our history to the world and making people understand that we do indeed have a rich tradition and culture uh, in performing uh, Shakespearean roles. Awesome, awesome. Tell us a little bit about, um, are you also um, having festivals for young people or, or is it just for adults? No, we involve the young people. Sometimes the young people are on the stage with us when the show calls for uh, young folks. Um, but most of the time, our um, our involvement with the young people have been as audience members. Uh, we work together with uh, Barbara Horowitz of um, Community Works, and uh, she, you know, she works to help bring in um, several schools um, in in the, uh, you know in uh, the New York community, from the Bronx, from Manhattan, um, from uh, Brooklyn. Uh, then they would come in to see our shows um, early in the morning, and then we would have a talk back with them about what it is that they just saw, and we create for them study guides so they can prepare for the show. Um, and that has been a, a wonderful exchange, and we're looking to expand that um, later this year um, and early next year by going into the schools and, and doing some artist teaching um, you know, our, our um, educational artists will go into the schools and, and assist the teachers with uh, um, helping the kids uh, with um, language skills and things like that. And Deborah Burns, tell our audience how can we find um, your work? If you have clips online, and um, where can our audience go to look up your productions? Well, for the most part, you will find online uh, photos. Um, for the most part, because of our level of equity uh, union contracts, um, there's not much there's not uh, much performance stuff online. But you will see um, a whole lot of, of photographs, and um, and you get to see uh, you know pictures of the artists themselves. 
um, and, and maybe some of our, our directing artists and, and, and people like that, if you go to our web, um, the Harlem Shakespeare Fest.org, um, and also we're on Facebook, Harlem Shakespeare Festival, and Instagram as well, Harlem Shakespeare Festival, um, then you'll, you'll be able to um, see our pictures and, 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 and then some clips of some interviews are on YouTube and things like that. Yeah, um, Deborah, I'm curious to get your take on uh, on a couple of things. One, um, as someone who develops this organization, and you I'm sure have a lot of funding issues to deal with, how do you go about soliciting funds and donations from people? Well, um, we the first thing we did was take as many um, courses and workshops um, p- possible to understand what the need is, understand how to, um, what it is that we need to get in order to be, to sustain. Um, and so taking a few of the, um, the grant workshops at um, uh, the, the uh, foundation library downtown, as well as um, at least four, five, six classes at uh, Art New York, the Alliance of Resident Theaters New York, you get a better understanding of what the organization might need to be sustainable. So um, after taking all of those courses, um, you realize, of course, you need someone to write grants. Um, if, if, if you're not a writer, then you need to hire someone to, to help you to write the grants. Or you can write the grants from your soul and then have some other people look at them. Um, I, I happen to be a writer, so I started out by writing small grants to local um, to local funders, whether it is a re-granting organization like Art New York um, or Creative Communities. And then I began to write grants to the city of New York and the state of New York um, and then also our city council um, and, and things like that. And then I began to look at foundations and see who might support the kind of work that we did. So <clears throat> that was the beginning of trying to get our funding some funding coming in. Um, I reached out to local community, uh, local community stores, um, whether it is the um, uh, the dress shop or the restaurants, um, just in the local community. And then, of course, you pass the hat <laughs> at at the event, and you ask the people for cash flow. Um, you write letters to everybody you know, and and say, I have something for all of us. Um, if you believe in the project, please send us a few dollars, and then they do, um, which encourages you to keep pushing and to keep going. And then on top of that, you have um, the merchandising stuff, which is the ticket sales, and if you so happen to um, do T-shirts or concessions. And, and so all of it together balances out and, and gives you the, the funding to be able to, um, to put your shows up and, and get the mission fulfilled. Indeed, um, and in talking about encouragement, uh, what are some of the key tips you give inspiring actors? Well, um, one of the biggest things for me is what you practice, you become good at. So I think I really strongly believe that the more you spend time practicing your craft, whether it is at, at home alone, getting those monologues in your body, trying different ways to to, to say them. Whatever it is you do, if you go to if you go to classes when you're not in a show, keep your instruments sharp and practice, 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 practice. You can never have too much practice, so that when the opportunities come along, 
you are beyond ready. It's nothing like not being ready when an opportunity comes along. I mean, it could even just be at a, some kind of a party or something, and someone says, well, Deborah Ann, will you give us a rendition of a Shakespeare? I need to be ready with that because you never know, one, who's in the room. And then, of course, you're also um, um, adding some merriment to the situation. But practice, 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 and get to know everything there is to know about your field your field of study, your field of entertainment. That goes across the board, whether you're an artist or not. Get to know everything about your about um, your career path. If you're in theater, don't just know how to act. Understand what stage managers do. Understand what the techies do. Understand all of that so that, one, you appreciate each other better. You have a better respect for each other, but you just can only get better by um, studying and practicing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and out of curiosity, how did you guys celebrate the 350th anniversary of Shakespeare's passing? Um, well, um, it's actually 450 at this point. Um, what, we did several things. One of the things we did is we were invited to Paris to the Shakespeare 450 uh, conference. So we went to Paris for a week and um, participated in the conference and and then went to the British consulate for Shakespeare's birthday um, and had a, a wonderful time and, and, and cake and wonderful celebration at the British consulate. But then we were asked to be on a panel that talked about Shakespeare festivals in the 21st century and where we're headed and how's it going. And we got to talk to um, an international crowd about diversity in um, in Shakespeare and what that means and what that looks like. Um, and then when we came back, when I came back here to America, um, we were already slated to be visited by um, the, the Shakespeare Birthplace Trust and Warwick University, they put together a program called Shakespeare on the Road. And they um, were planned to visit 14 North American Shakespeare festivals, from the smallest to the largest, from the youngest to the oldest. And um, uh, they they visited um, Utah Shakespeare, um, Oregon Shakespeare, which is the largest American Shakespeare. They visited um, uh, Stratford and Shakespeare and Company. Uh, and then um, they were in Montana and California and Texas. Uh, and they came by and stopped by Harlem to help us to celebrate the 450th anniversary and uh, uh, to commemorate it. And they brought us a plaque. Um, that was cut from a cedar tree from uh, Shakespeare's garden, um, designed by a very famous bronze bronze sculpture sculpturist Greg Wyatt, and um, they came here to Harlem and we did for them a special performance of Shakespeare and Sable, and they gave over to us uh, an appreciation for the work that we're doing um, in the community and in the world in general. Um, so that's how we celebrated Shakespeare's uh, 450th birthday, indeed. That's amazing. Um, I'm going to ask you another question, and I'm going to give Antonia the honors of closing out the show, since this will be her first of many, many interviews that she will be hosting uh, on this night at this time. Um, where do you want to take the company in the future? Well, I'm looking to build a sustainable festival. I'm, I'm, I'm very interested in the organization, one, just continuing 
Um, so many of us, uh, we start out and then we, uh, and then it gets really hard and we close down. I really just want to work on sustainability and making sure that the organization survives. I want to be able to continue to give classically trained actors of color um, those center stage opportunities. But one of the biggest things that I'd like to see for the festival, and not just having it to be sustainable and, and that there's something for um, all of the uh, age groups and families, um, and of course, we're a multicultural organization. I'd like that. I'd like to see that continue, but, and I'd like us to be an example of how, um, of how unity in the arts looks and how it works and how it can work. But it, the, the biggest thing is the sustainability of the artists themselves. If we can um, be able to grow and, and grow the company in a way that we can offer salaries to artists, that would be the ideal scene um, and, and, and something that um, is a goal that we're, we're pushing towards. Congratulations again on all your numerous awards. Deborah Bird with Pink Wing and Store Productions. It was exciting to hear your story and about the work that you're doing in and around Harlem. And we definitely appreciate all that you're doing and bringing to the, the theater world. Who are the um, directors that you've worked with that you've actually had worked with you on your shows? You want to know um, who they are, our directors? Yes. yes. Well, we've worked with um, Trezana Beverly, who is um, the woman who won the Tony for For Colored Girls um, back in the day. She was Lady in Red. She's directed a, a few shows for us as well as acted in them. Um, uh, one of our other directors is Timothy D. Stickney, who, um, um, who's most known for his, his uh, role and his 12-year stint on One Life to Live. He was uh, R.J., um, uh, one of the soap operas there. He's a, one of our brilliant directors as well. Um, Jason B. Williams is another one of our directors who um, worked with us um, uh, more recently on, on a whole lot of our projects. He is uh, currently the Associate Artistic Director of the organization. And uh, we've worked a lot with – I've gone back a lot to my um, college and hired my professors. So um, – Kevin Connell, um, one of my professors, have worked with us. Mark Ringer and Barbara Bosch and uh, Dr. Elizabeth Swain, um, and 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 then Miss Petronia Paley, who is a fabulous actress as well uh, and a wonderful director, directed our Anthony and Cleopatra um, and um, some other things for us. Pat Floyd directs for us. I mean, we just reach out to um, whether they're they're new directors or directors who have. Um, you know, a lot of shows under their belts. We try and give people opportunities, specifically um, women. Uh, we try and work to get them more opportunities than have been given in the past. But we have some wonderful directors who work with us on our on our shows. Wonderful, Andy. Uh, do you have anything coming up that we should know about that you want to tell our audience about? Absolutely. We should definitely be on the lookout for our all-female Othello, which is um, which will be happening early um, next year. Um, we're doing um, uh, an Othello. Uh, we did we did stage reading of it, and it was um, it was well received. And now we're going to do it as a main stage in March uh, here in Harlem. So just be on the lookout for it. And when tickets go on sale, just uh, reach out and grab one because I, it's going to be a fabulous thing. 
Definitely. Thanks so much. We're so uh, excited about the work that you're doing. And thank you, Leslie, for the Gist of Freedom Live Talk Radio. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Gist of Freedom. Um, it's been a blessing to uh, be on the show. And thank you so much, Antonia and, and Leslie. Definitely. Thank <laughs> you.